It's as good as it's going to get. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the home of professional podcasting. We're supposed to do this podcast on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. Or a Thursday. Or a Thursday. Well, a day starting with tea. And we almost gave up on a Saturday morning. We were seconds, seconds away from giving up. We came up. here because we're committed. It was... We're committed to getting this show done. We are. Although we were clearly wandering through a wilderness here. Hey. Year. See, that's why we're so, so late. We just wanted to give you the right imagery and <coughs> yeah. feel for the whole situation. That's that is be. crooked, but whatever. I'm not moving it now to make it. I know. Sense. It's funny. I'm shorter than you in the video, and I'm in this one video. I'm taller than like you in the other one. a lot one, so. better, though. Anyway. Hi. C'est la vie. Hi, everyone. C'est la guerre. So, uh... We're going to war with this. It's Saturday morning, so you can watch us while you're eating your uh, fruity pebbles. And unless you're watching it on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever you're watching it, but those who are watching live or listening live or whatever we're doing, the beauty of the internet. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we apologize for getting this out so late. Uh, Again, we've had technical difficulties. Whatever, but else. we were able to get our rich our, was gone for early the early part. Finally, of the get week. our guest. We got Kathleen Turner to join us, and so <laughs> not in a good way. Like <laughs> it's not Jessica Rabbit, Kathleen Turner. It's like <laughs> it's like when she played Chandler's mom on Friends. Yeah, I, I was more thinking Romancing the Stone, but yeah, no. Jessica Rabbit. Thing. No, it's definitely not Romancing the Stone. Anyway, so so yeah, I'm here. Huh. It's me. If you're not watching this on or video, or the roses was she in that? No, I just uh, I I'm think I'm picturing Michael Douglas with her <laughs> in every role that he did. Well, so. if you're not watching this on video, it's me, Stacy. It's me, Jessica. <laughs> in here. Uh, do you remember where that's from? I, I, it's in there, but I don't know. So it's not a good movie. Hot yeah. chick with Rob Schneider. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I've uh, not seen that one. It's like dumb ninety. That explains why. I, oh, I remember the movie. I just didn't see it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, since you don't quite sound like him yet, but we're you know. getting there. Um, at least I don't sound like Scott Stapp. But uh, I'll tell you, I like Scott Stapp's voice. Did you, I heard one time that he took like specific drugs to make his voice, like to make his nose. Not King like Cole that. deliberately kept smoking to maintain that he to maintain that was that also rasp. just that era where everybody smoked. Yeah. But anyway. But that, he he consciously, deliberately did that because he liked the way it made his voice sound. He's not the only one. No, he's not. Charles Spurgeon's doctor told him that he should smoke cigars for health. Smoke cigars for health. Yeah. Hmm. Well. It's a weird. Some people. It's a weird era. You know, eat vegetables. Uh, I, have a, I just wonder <laughs> if they ever actually believed it when they said it. But I, I don't know. You're watching This Is Us. Uh, no, I've seen well, like, I've seen clips and stuff. Well, it's us. enough to know that Sean from Psych is in it. I don't know. I've never watched Psych. He's got a uh, what's his name? Um, James Rody, Rode. I don't know. I just know my my love and Tamilia is in it, so that's white guy with a big nose and a beard. And this is us. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Which I can't even picture him in a serious role. Anyway, the first episode. Spoiler alert, it came out like six years ago. You find out at the end of the episode that everything that's happening. Is it off the air yet? Or is it it's there in their final season. Okay. <clears throat> everything that's happening throughout the episode, you find out in the last like 30 seconds, They he's in a hospital watching, looking through the window of the little nursery area to look at his babies because they had triplets. And it pans out and you, and you see this guy saying, hey, do you want a cigarette? 
and they're in a hospital and you're like what and it pans out and you see that it's like the 70s the early 70s so like oh. everybody's smoking and everything i'm like wild irrelevant but wild okay anyway we're gonna talk about something real um i'm mostly stalling because i'm trying to remember what we talked about because it's been a week <laughs> but uh we started I heard it's been a while it's been a while it's uh it's been kind it's of a wilderness kind of, of a week. Right? Yeah, so, my mind feels like a well, wilderness right now. It's been kind of amazing because, you know, on our journey, which was not all wilderness and didn't necessarily start out wilderness, but became that today, which reminds me actually of the Book of Numbers, but we'll come back to that. Started earlier with a live stream of kitten uh, oh, nativity geez. at your home. Kitten nativity? Yeah. Wow. The, 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 They're the, so cute. The now. birth of the uh, quintuplets there. Yes. I have five kittens. And I think at this point, all but one are spoken for. All right. So that's good. And none of them are coming to my house. That's the important part of all well, of this. IDK. So, I, have, I have no control over that. We have Heidi's dog who keeps trying to lick me. I'm not. She is do, a licker. We do not have a licking relationship. She I'm is a licker. super unhappy about that uh but I would have she's a, dog a very me. sweet dog she but she's very twitchy and you know spazzy. i would rather have a dog with me than a cat i don't like the cat licking either it's... we have our cats will try to lick and, and they get tossed but you know the first time chestnut licked george he was like because <laughs> he was used to like dogs you ever, licking it. you ever have a cow lick you it, you know you've been licked that's a serious yeah. licking but you know cats have that little rough tongue and cows have a large paper. rough tongue so. i don't like it anyway but, that's irrelevant yeah. yes uh i like my, big dogs because they lay down you cannot they don't twitch around they're you know like cc is like yeah. everywhere just chill and she attacks the television <clears throat> i have seen time. her do that and like jump up 60 she feet in the hates air. the geico gecko well, she hates same. Uh, the uh, Limu Emu commercials. You know, she'll go after that. She, we cannot have her in the room when we're is that watching. The, is that the Liberty Insurance? Yes. Or... And uh, saw the bird. Sense. She attacks the television, knocks everything off of the TV stand thing that it's on. Uh, That's really funny. <clears throat> hates the horses in Heartland. It's it's you just can't a very even enjoy interesting... your entertainment. Oh my goodness gracious! It's just a, it's a good time. So uh, yes, we had five kittens. So we had that. I went, went to Cleveland to Cleveland. Uh, the basics conference at Parkside Church with um, hosted by Alistair Begg and and uh, speakers included John Woodhouse and Tony Morita. I was not familiar with Tony Morita at all, other than hearing his name through Alistair Begg's podcast. Um, he's a tremendous teacher of the Bible. Um, has a very strong beard. It was very impressive. Uh, Alistair not a beard guy and so they had some fun conversations with that john woodhouse was to me he he was the surprise home run hitter of, of the of the day of the week um i was not i didn't think i was familiar with john woodhouse and as they were talking to and about him there i realized i was familiar with him from commentaries and things oh, like that but okay. i didn't not consciously i wasn't aware of him i didn't know anything about him or what he looked like or sounded like he's australian so we've got the scottish wow. accent we've All got the australian them. accent it was a tremendous. global event and i found myself really wrestling with the, the the envy and covetousness that comes from being surrounded by great preachers with accents and not being that it was yeah, like, Michigan accent. I'm going to have to work on, you know, developing an accent. If I think, you know, I since I was not able to manage to be born in Scotland, I think I'm going to have to develop a Scottish accent if I It's will, my favorite am accent. I'm ever going to be a, sure. a great preacher, so. Well, 
So we we had that. That was yes. good. And we came, came back. back on, and what day did we try to do it? Wednesday? Thursday? Uh, Thursday morning. The internet and, didn't work. So it was fabulous. And we are soaked through with rain. So I'm you know, I'm very thankful that the Lord has decided to give us a change a in the weather here for the next several days. And hopefully that will cause some grass to grow in my pastures because your grass I'm running out of places to sneak the cattle off to to graze in the fence rows and along the ditches and everything else. And then even this morning, we ran into some more technical difficulties. More technical difficulties. So I don't know if you can tell because we're very professional and very Highly. and very sneaky. We are the home of professional. But podcast. we are in a different location somewhere yeah. in the church. Yeah. You get a prize if you guess where. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere very near the Wi-Fi router. Yes. Yeah. That's True. the big part. So, but so, we're here. We made it. Aren't you happy? The struggle <laughs> is, as the kids say, real. The kids are saying that. The struggle is something real. I have been right. on the struggle bus all so, week long. Why in the world would we study the book of Numbers? Of, all, good of all things, of all books, why do we care about, you know, ancient censuses and, you know. this? As a non-math person, that was my first. It, I, it, I think <laughs> Numbers was one of the books when you were reading through. On, Old um, I don't remember what uh, was particular program Bible you plan, were yeah. using, but as you're going through, I think that was one of the uh, times I, I got a text from you that's like, "Why?" Well, yeah, because here's the marks, thing: so. I don't like numbers, like yeah. not the book. I don't like numbers, like one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> like, Hence, not yeah. caring for the yeah. book. <laughs> so I'm like, I, that's not where my mind goes. Yeah. So then I'm like, why does this matter? Why does it matter? Why there's this many people? Why does it matter? Why they're measuring things that just right. so? And you're like, it does. Yeah. And so yeah, and your madre was uh, she texted me like, so I just read this and uh, ugh, this right. is the first couple of chapters. Not but fun. I will say already, my mom said the same thing. It was like. Okay, that was rough. I'll say already that even you know, just in this kind of intro to the new series that you're that we're starting, I it was it was I don't know how to put it, it was more interesting than I thought it would be. Just mm -hmm. just you know, and I think it's important to the more you know. I think it's important to dive into those things that you yep. would probably overlook or be like, I don't need to know this otherwise. So yeah. I'm I'm excited to to do that and to get into it. Well, when we you know, when we understand that the Bible, all of the Bible, is God's revealed word, this right. is the inspired and errant, authoritative, sovereign word of God, um, then it, the the idea that we need to read it is not, that's not surprising, right? right? If this is God's word, I must know it. I must read it. I must study it. Uh, I must commit myself to it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it brings us joy. It doesn't, you know, because we, we can still be like, wow. What? what Marie Kondo what? would say <laughs> it's not bringing doesn't you bliss spark joy. doesn't spark joy uh yeah so we do we do get more out of any of it when we understand the why when we right. we look at okay how does this all fit together and that's one of the crucial things for us to understand is that when we're looking at the Bible whether it's Old Testament New Testament all of it is it's not just a collection of, of different pieces or different stories. It's all telling one story. It's the overarching story of God and his people from, from creation to the consummation at the end. As we're going through all of this, um, we are um, we're looking at, at what God is doing, what he has done, is doing, and will do. And it's all one story. Right. <clears throat> so then uh, as we're putting it together, in, when we look at the book of Numbers, there is a clear picture. We see a pattern in it um, that 
gives us an idea of the nature of sin. It's not just the doing of things. It, there's more. It's it's where our hearts go. Right. And as we as we see this story unfold, because uh, numbers really is a narrative. It's right. it's a it's a historical narrative. Narrative. It's telling us what happened after they left after the the Israelites left Egypt and before they get to the promised land. This is the journey <clears throat> going from there. So the the Hebrew title actually is in the wilderness, hence our title. I never knew that. Yeah, that's that's uh, I like that better than numbers. <laughs> numbers comes from the Septuagint, and right. and so I maybe and I, maybe I'm reaching when I say this, but switching. Um, the Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, so maybe it's the, the transition from an Eastern mindset to a Western mindset. And, you know, and I guess that's probably not all that shocking because most of us, when we look at the Book of Numbers, what we see is the census. We see right. the, you know, the laws, the rules, and all these, these things that make it difficult. Um, but the, uh, the, the people receiving it, the, the ancient Hebrews, as they're receiving this uh this story what they're seeing is not only that that's part of it but they're seeing the story of their people mm -hmm. and what's going on and truthfully it's the story of our people the people of god right. uh not that we are all um hebrew but but if we are uh if we are those who belong I'm to god <laughs> the, the, <laughs> in case you didn't know yeah so many, so many things to say, which would Sorry. be very funny, but should be left today. for off oh, the air. Golly. So anyway, that's my, my, my Mexi-Polish friend, that's, uh, as we are um, looking at this, we're going to see in the children of Israel a pattern of sin that happens in all of us. We have this tendency uh, toward discontent, this tendency to not be satisfied with what God has, has given to us, what he's providing for us. And, uh, and we'll watch that unfold with them. But um, it also helps us to understand the, the connection between um, God's expectation of holiness. It really is demand of holiness because he is holy and therefore his people must be holy as a reflection of him. And because it helps us understand the nature of sin, we see that we're not holy. It also gives us a, a picture of grace. Because the fact that any of them survive at all, right. that any of us are alive and breathing to have this conversation rather than in hell, is his grace. Right. <clears throat> so the the demand for holiness, our inability to live up to that because of, of our sinfulness inside and our constant grumbling against God and rejection of what he gives us, causes us to, to have no hope other than his grace. It, it's only that God chooses by, based on his character to give us what we don't deserve, that we're able to have life and any blessing or enjoyment at all. We also get to see the relationship between our failure and God's faithfulness. That By the time we get to the end of the book of Numbers, it should be, um, we'll see a clear picture of the gospel. We'll, we'll see Christ presented, actually, um, and and most of us probably overlook that because in the Old Testament, the mystery is concealed. And in Christ in the New Testament, the mystery is revealed. So what is implicit here becomes explicit in the New Testament. But we'll, we'll be able to see in the context of how they're living their lives, this picture that um, we as, as God's people who, who are following him, 
we're constantly failing, right? We, we are, you know, and, and if you don't know that about yourself, then you're probably not paying attention because the reality is all of us sin. And it's not like we sin sometimes and most of the time we're good. On the daily. It, it is a constant struggle just to exist, right. just to walk at all in in any kind of holiness. Or even, you know, and, and we kind of separate this in our minds a lot of times. And I don't think we should. I don't think that's a biblical picture. But to walk by faith is something that sounds like it should be easier than right. walking oh, according sure. to the law. For it's sure. not. And we're not good at it. Right. And so we're constantly failing. And yet God keeps his promises. He doesn't abandon his own. And that's a really powerful reality for us to recognize. In fact, that's our you know, core reality from Sunday as we were walking through it. it, it seeing this overview of the book of Numbers, we see that, that our unfaithful choices, just like Israel's, have consequences. But God remains faithful to, to his promises, to his covenant. So while... Uh, in the book of Numbers, the entire generation falls in the desert and they don't get to inherit the promised land, including Moses and Aaron. Yet God still keeps his promise to right. bring his people into the promised right. land. And so they they enter through their children, the children that they were all worried, you know, oh, they're going to be you know victims. They're going to be victimized out here. Well, they're the ones that, that actually make it in because God still keeps his covenant promise to Israel, even though for those uh, that individual generation, the consequences of their choices mean that they don't get to to experience the the right. fulfillment of that. So there's a, there's some powerful reality in it, and our uh, our memory verse was uh, from Second uh, Timothy two thirteen, uh, which again we're looking at New Testament as Paul is talking to to Timothy about pastoring a New Testament church, and what we see here is that even in our failure, God remains faithful. Uh, in the verse, uh, Paul points out, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. The point being that we as Christ followers are united to Christ. We are his children. Ephesians makes that abundantly clear that God has adopted us. He's given us the full standing and rights as children. Uh, and so, in other words, those who are adopted have the same standing as the begotten son. So what's spiritually true of Christ is spiritually true of us. That doesn't right. doesn't mean that we are the Messiah or anything like that, or we're all little gods, as, as some um, religions have taught. But we are instead standing on a holy ground. We are we are placed in Christ. So when God looks at us, what He sees is Christ. Right. His righteousness, His holiness, is credited to our account. It's imparted to us. Not that we have earned it or lived it, but it's been given to us because he did it for us. He's already lived the life that we were called to live. Apart from the sin which we brought into it, he didn't have any sin of his own, but he became sin for us, nailing that sin to the cross so that we in him, in this, in this union with him, could receive his resurrection life. And now we in Christ are in God as his children, we've received the promise. He's faithful even when we're not, and he can't disown himself. And I think as, as human beings, both now and those who were living this out in numbers, that's a difficult yeah. concept. Like you can read the book of numbers and be like, what's wrong with these people? Why are they complaining? Like they, they're literally like, they're it. Like they know what's going on and, and they've been, you know, removed from bond. They should, because right. it's been made clear, right? Right. 
<clears throat> and they're still complaining and, and, you know, whatever. But it's very difficult, even I think if it's right in front of your face, to give your faith to anyone because we only know how to give, how to put our faith in other people mm. and people will always let you down. True. And I, I mean, for me personally, this is something I struggle with sometimes like to understand. And I, lo I lose sight of this far too often. Like uh, I put my trust in somebody or I, you know, I would put my faith in somebody and they let me down or they didn't live up to the expectations I created in my own head, right. even though they never promised to. Um, it's, it's it's so easy to kind of try to personify God and put him on that same level. And I can understand even probably what these people were experiencing and thinking like, it's almost like a, how, how do you switch that? Like it's, it's a conscious, a constant conscious effort to realize God is not this person who, you know, did me wrong or who's going to do, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to separate the two sometimes when it's all, you know, right. and it really is 100% putting your faith in that. That's exactly the concept of right. walking by faith right. and not by sight. And, it's, and I get how we, hard we it is. We don't know, right. you know, and, and just I've been having and this we don't conversation. Like what we don't know. I, have a, I have a friend who's battling um, brain cancer and we were having this conversation about death, you know, that of of course, it's natural for us to to fear death to a certain right. extent. Even those of us who know where we're going, right. simply because and your mom and I have had this conversation a bunch of times because we've not been there, right? right? And so it's it's you don't know what into the unknown. You know, as we're working through our faith idea, that it's a matter of trusting God with what we don't know, and that's exactly the theme that that plays out in this book right. is God's calling them to do things that they have not done before. Right. And he's calling them to do things without really explaining to them how he's going to do what he's going to do. And what he's saying is I have a good plan. Trust me. Right. I'm God. You're my people. I have a, a, a thing for you. I'm going to give you all of this wonderful thing. I'm going to give you the, the land and the prosperity and I'm going to go to battle for you. I'm going to do all these things, but you got to trust me. You got to do it my way. And every time it seems uh, with the uh, initial generation, every time, and honestly, with the second generation, almost every time it seems, uh, and, and this is not less true, I think, for us right. uh, living it out today, when we have an opportunity to trust God or trust ourselves, trust what we think we know or what we see or perceive, we trust ourselves. Right. And, and that's what they do. So. You know, we'll see in the middle of the, uh, the book of Numbers when we get, uh, not quite the middle, but when they, um, they're, they're back, they're, they've journeyed, they're, they get to the promised land, <clears throat> and they're about to enter, and uh, the Lord has them send the 12 spies in, and, and children sing of this in Sunday school, and, and all these things, they go in and they see, wow, this is an awesome place, better than we've ever imagined, uh, but we can't go there because they're too big and scary, and only two of them said, who cares? Right. We, we trust God. God said he's going to give it to us. He's going to give it to us. So let's go. Let's go do it. And uh, because they didn't trust God, he sent them back into the wilderness and they got what they chose. Here, you get to do it on your own. And that ends up with you dead in the wilderness. Right. When they come back, they are still facing the same people, but now they trust God to go through it. Along the way, 
almost every opportunity they have to trust in God's provision, his protection, his promise, they, they bail on it. And, and so do know, we. And we do the exact same thing. So, <laughs> so it's easy to, you know, say, what are these people thinking? But we do the same thing. Yeah. So as we're looking <laughs> at it, you know, we're, we talked about why we need to study it. Um, I think it's also important for us to recognize um, that it, that it points to the promise of salvation in Christ. Mm. Uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, it's included in this overall story. It's a pretty big deal for us to see that, that uh, it's not maybe what a lot of us have been taught because a lot of us have believed and in some cases actually been, been taught uh, in a proper sense that uh, the new Testament is just so different than the Old Testament. Right. It's, you know, two different covenants. And in, in there's a sense in which that is true. Jesus said himself, this is a new covenant, a new way to, of relating to God written in my blood. Um, but it's the same God. Right. He hasn't changed. Christ hasn't changed. The, the Christ who was uh, eternally existent and present at creation and, and through whom all things were created is the same Christ who died on the cross, is the same Christ who will ultimately be, be the judge, which is, we don't like to think about that, that right. Jesus is the one uh, with the sword coming from his mouth who will uh, judge the living and the dead. All of that judgment has been given to the Son. We we don't like that. We like the right. Jesus in blue jeans, nice guy, uh, you know, warm and fuzzy kind of stuff. And this book of Numbers points us to Christ, and we see throughout and and we will see in the rituals and in everything else that salvation comes from god alone right. we don't save ourselves he's the one that does it and for us to be saved we must uh, come to god on his terms not our own and so uh, that's a, kind of a crucial thing the other uh, thing that is i think necessary if we're going to study the the book of numbers or any other book is we need to look at it you know as it is, not as we expect it to be. And there are certain things that we need to understand about it if we're going to be able to understand it. So <clears throat> to, to understand the book of Numbers, there are some things we need to know. First, uh, it's, it, it, you know, I, I don't know if we need to know this, but it's, it's a book that's written by Moses. Um, you know, we've mentioned the Hebrew titles in the wilderness. That really is the focus of the book, is, is not the census. Census, there's, there's two censuses or two and a half, uh, you know, censuses that we'll talk about as uh, God has them count the tribes and organize them. And then uh, the Levites are separate in, in a separate kind of a thing. Uh, but uh, but it's a continuation of God's story that he started in Genesis. So from creation, he creates this paradise and he gives the people, uh, gives, gives us, you know, the human race, uh, this perfect situation. We think that there's something better out there. So we pursue that. And we're separated from God forever. That same story continues through all of this redemptive history that we're living now, right. even now in the church age, up until the consummation when he recreates into that uh, perfect uh, setting uh, with his own. Um, not only is it a, a continuation from Genesis, but we can see how it fits when we see that Israel was delivered from Egypt in Exodus. They're, they come out of that bondage. Uh, and at the end of Exodus... They're you know at the foot of Mount Sinai, all through Leviticus, which is where they received the law. Uh, they're at the foot of Mount Sinai. Here at the beginning of uh, Numbers, they're at the foot of Mount Sinai. You're, you know this is like a month period that we right. ma made this big leap. 
<clears throat> and now they're getting ready to enter the promised land, which they will do. We'll get Deuteronomy leading up into this, and then Joshua, you know, these books will tell the story of them going in. So that's pretty important for us to see. We also need to recognize, and we'll talk about that this week, uh, that the Lord organizes his people with himself at the center of everything. That's very important. Uh, and we'll see, as I mentioned earlier, that there's a clear pattern of sin, suffering, and salvation that, that continues to, to cycle through, and we're, we'll be experiencing that same thing in our own lives regularly. When we sin against God, suffering ensues, yet God reaches in and pulls us out of that. And so salvation, again, is of the Lord and not of our own doing. Um, it, it fits into that big overarching story uh, as we see God's holiness upheld, that there's a, this clear picture um, of God's people needing to reflect his holiness, and the law comes up in this book to give us a picture of that as well. And also when the consequences of their choices come, it's upholding God's holiness, that God doesn't just give everybody a pass. I've heard that a lot recently that, well, you know, a God who would judge people is not a God I want to believe in and all that kind of stuff. Well, a God that doesn't isn't a God worth believing in, you know, that's anyway. uh, So we'll see that unfold as we go through. We also hear, um, see this, uh, regular pattern of God's justice and compassion demonstrated that he is both just and compassionate, which we see carried out in the new Testament where he is both just and the one who justifies. He's he's, he is the just one and the justifier by sending Christ for us. Uh, We see his glory on display throughout the book and we see his covenant faithfulness as he sticks with it. So as we put those things together, we get a pretty good picture of how this story in the Old Testament with Moses and the Israelites carries forward to uh, through the New Testament picture of the gospel into our lives today. Okay, I'm going to cut our audio off because we're about to get cut off anyway here. So thank you for listening. If you're listening on audio, ciao. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>